0: Isaiah chapter 61, and we want to look at the first few verses there, and we want to talk from the theme, rebuilding of a nation, the rebuilding of a nation. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful today for your love, your grace, and your mercy. We thank you for the assembly of your people that have come to hear your word. We praise you and exalt you. We uplift and adore you. We pray now for this household of faith. That you would minister to their hearts. Holy Spirit have your way and bring the word alive. We thank you for your presence and for the anointing. We thank you for your love and grace. Bless this message that it will accomplish that for which thou hast sent it. We praise and worship and give you the glory and the honor. Christ, you of mighty name, that all of God's people say, Amen. 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 Isaiah chapter 61, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the broken heart, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to them that abound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all that mourn and to pour unto them that mourn in Zion. To give unto them the beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they may be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. Isaiah writes this chapter, and then it is picked up in the book of Luke, the, 14th, the fourth chapter, around the 18th verse. And he talks to the nation of Israel. We talked about Israel last week when I told you about them being in Babylon in captivity. He writes this letter to the nation of Israel, and, and they had many broken experiences, and they had Endured lots of suffering and lots of pain and gone from place to place in the wilderness and no doubt in the captivity for 70 years in Babylon. And Isaiah prophesies what God is about to do for the nation of Israel. He tells this nation that we know that you are lost and you have been suffering and you have been through many trials and tribulations, but God has not forgotten about you. So so make that introspective and say, God has not forgotten about me. He knows my struggles. He knows my hardships. He knows what I have been through and what I am going through. And he has not forsaken me, nor has he forgotten about me. What causes us to need God to come in and rebuild, reestablish, and restore each and every one of us. You see, the Word of God tells us in chess with us that there are going to be hardships, there are going to be struggles and persecutions, and you're going to suffer and go through, but how do you deal with the sufferings when they occur? What is the answer to overcoming all of life's issues? The Word of God here says... Isaiah is prophesying about Christ himself when he comes on the scene. And it says, Christ will come. And first of all, he will be anointed by the Father. The Holy Spirit descended upon him in the form of a dove. That's the presence, the power, the anointing of God was on his life. And he comes to preach The gospel, what is the gospel? The gospel is the good news that there is life in whatever your struggle might be. There is an answer to overcome whatever issue you are experiencing in life. Sometimes we go through things and the things that we go through tend to tear us down to the point of no return, to the point of giving up. But why quit when the battle is almost won? Why stop when you know that there is an answer somewhere? All you've got to do is seek the one who gives the answer. Seek the one who brings you to the place of deliverance. What are we going through? Sometimes we have failures in life. Sometimes the fears and the cares of this world is more than we can bear. Sometimes enemies will come up against us, and even our own ego will get in the way of the blessings of God. Sometimes feeling alone is something you can't overcome. And then there is the the, the spirit of disbelief and defeat that comes upon you. But there is an answer. And a way out. The word of God tells us and shares with us. It begins by what we call desolation. Desolation can be caused by devastation. It can be caused by the ruin of your life. It can be caused by depopulation and loss of family and friends. It can be caused by barrenness. Mothers, they're not able to bear children. It can be caused by loneliness and it can be caused by abandonment and isolation. But how do we deal with it? Look at what the writer says. He says, i come to preach the gospel unto the meek. He sent me to bind up brokenhearted and to set the captive free. To give liberty to them. To opening the prison to them that abound. Sometimes you're not in a physical prison. You're in a mental fit prison. You're in an emotional prison. You're in a self-contained prison within your own mind. The mind is a house that limits you. But the spirit of God will liberate you if you seek God through Christ our Lord and Savior. When you seek Christ, he brings you to the place of victory and deliverance. Helps you to overcome all of the despair, the solitude, the the, 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 the nakedness, and also the, the sadness in your life. He strips you of all of those worries and problems. He said, cast all your cares upon me because what? I care for you. He goes on. He said to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. See, Christ already knew what you were going to experience before you experienced it. He already know you're going to have hardships and you're going to go through. Sometime he has to carry you through the things he carried you through to get you to where he needs you to be. Sometime your trials and tribulations is what strengthens you. Paul said, I'm made strong in my weakness. God gets glory out of your weakness. God gets glory out of your trials and tribulations. Because it allows you to go to him. All of my help comes from the Lord who made what? Heaven and earth. No matter what you experience or what you go through you have to look to God don't look to me I can't help you I can pray for you and I can speak to you and I can counsel you but God has to give you delivery at deliverance and victory you have to go to God for that we experience things in life that's very hard hardships we don't even know how to accept or how to believe or even how some of the things we can't even explain how they happen Nevertheless, we wake up in turmoil, we wake up in defeat, we wake up in destruction, we wake up in sorrow, we wake up in all of these different trials of life. But in all of this, God says, Christ is the answer. He tells them in verse 2, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. Then he goes on, he said, not only that, but to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them the beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness." What are you going through? What is your struggle? What is your problem? God has the answer. God is the answer Christ came to get you through that struggle get you through that problem get you through that hardship you have to take that stuff and give it to God and say Lord it's too much for me I cannot bear it I don't even want to try to carry it but if I give it to you Christ my Lord and Savior you will lift that heavy load off of my shoulders. You will lift the grieving off of my heart and the burden out of my spirit. Call upon the Lord when there is degradation in your life. When you're having hardships in your life. When David struggled and he thought all of his friends was for him and turned out to be they were the ones that were against him in Psalm 65. He said if I was an eagle if I had the wings of an eagle I would fly away just to get rest just to overcome my struggles. But what happened? David sought the Lord and he said I called upon the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all of my tears. The writer goes on and tells them in verse number four after all of what is going on Let's go back to three to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be trees of righteousness, the planning of the Lord, that they that he might be glorified. He said, I want to resurrect you from your state. I want to give you a rebuilding experience. I want to bring you out of captivity and out of all of the traps that the enemy has set for you that you may be liberated and have a reason to give me praise. See when God blesses us and brings us out of the monk and the miry, that's when we should give him praise. If you have one good day, give him praise for that good day. Mess around have two good days, give him praise for the two good days. And every time he gives you a blessing, give him praise. Every time he helps you to omit a problem. Or stop you from doing something that you would normally do. Give him praise. Praises go up. The Bible says the word of God tells us. God blesses. And he inhabits the praises of his people. As you sit there and worship him and praise him sometimes. Just in silence. Lord I don't know how I'm going to make it. Lord I don't know how I'm going to do it. But I have faith that you will give me the courage and the strength. Paul said I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Who has me to overcome? I can do all things through Christ. I can make it through Christ, my Lord and my Savior. I can go through whatever trials the devil throws at me because God is with me. And he will bring me through to victory. Look at number four. First of all, the preacher liberates them. Christ, our Savior. And then he tells them, now that you have been liberated this is what I want you to do. Verse number four. And they shall, be, shall build the old wastes. They shall rise up from uh, the former desolations. They shall repair the waste cities. They are the desolations of many generations. What the people have went through in Israel. God delivered them and brought them through it all. He gave them liberty out of Babylon. And gave them liberty out of Egypt. They didn't sustain it, but God gave it to them. And brought them to the place that where they were the ones that were doing the liberating. They were the ones that telling people how to come, overcome desolation. And all of the tribulations that they were, they were experiencing. God gave them victory in their trials and tribulations. And he'll do the same thing for you. All you've got to do is fall on your face before him and be sincere in your prayer see god don't want a long prayer he don't want an extended prayer he wants a sincere prayer and when you go to god sincerely from your heart things will happen enemies will get out of your way sometimes you got to tell your say i rebuke the enemy that's attacking my mind i come against the devil that's attacking my heart i come against the devil that's interfering with my life i come against every spirit of the enemy Bind its power. God said you got the power to bind and to loosen the earth. Don't let the devil defeat you. All you got to do is use your power. The kingdom is within you. Some of y'all looking up in the sky for God's kingdom. It's inside of you. Looking up in the kingdom for help. Looking up in the air for help. Looking up in the air for deliverance. Looking up in the air for guidance. It's in your heart. This book and your heart. What you need is in your heart. You need to sit down and listen to yourself. Just listen and say, Lord, talk to me. And God will begin through the power of the Holy Spirit to minister to you what you need, not what you want. Sometimes what we need ain't what we want. It ain't good for us. Lord, give me something. Oh, I really don't want that now. I was ripping for something different. But you've got to realize that when God gives you what he gives you, He gives it to you because that is what is good for you at that time. You have to seek him and trust him and rely upon him and call on him. And he will bring you through. Verse 5 says, and the strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. Your sons and the sons of aliens shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. But ye shall be named the priest of the most high God. Men shall call you ministers of God. He told Israel, he said, I'm going to bless y'all so good that they're going to thank y'all the priests. Say so said, they're going to call you ministers. Y'all are going to be called ministers, evangelists, prophets, prophets, pastors, and preachers. They, he said that to the nation. That wasn't to the ones that were elect or to the Levites that were already in that position. He said, I'm going to make all of you that way. So I'm going to make you a priest. They're going to look at you and thank you, the priests. You're going to be so blessed. They're going to want to join up with you. See, first of all, you got to get yourself to deliverance. When you get yourself to that place through the power of the Holy Spirit within you, you will be a joy. You will be so happy and so joyous. You shouldn't walk around moping and down and out. There you go. I know what it is to struggle. I know what it is to be homeless. I know what it is to go home and flick the light switch and the lights don't come on. So. I know what it is to walk out of the house and the car gone out the driveway. Oh, you ain't experiencing nothing nobody else ain't been to. pick up yourself and realize you are somebody and the longer you longer you waller in the mud guess what the devil gonna do keep you wallowing in the mud as long as you lay there and make excuses he gonna let you lay there and let you keep making excuses get up and take care of yourself pick yourself up and become who god has created you to be you are somebody the word of God tells us that God liberated Israel and when he liberated them he gave them victory over their enemies and when he gave them victory over their enemies they were able to walk in the blessing so you're weeping right now right you're going through you're having it hard it's tough on you right now you can't see your way out and the devil keep pounding you on the head because that's all you think about don't think about the gloom and the doom God says you have two, you have life, you have death. And then he said, choose life. Speak life. What do you want out of your situation? You want it to get worse? Keep speaking doom and gloom and it keeps getting worse. But you start speaking life. I'm coming out of this mess. I am an overcomer. I am more through Christ who delivers me. I am more through Christ who strengthens me. I am somebody. I am victorious. I am a winner. I am on top. I am above and not beneath. I am the first and not the last. Speak life to your situation. And when you speak life to it, God will begin to move because he say, Oh, I hear somebody calling out life down there in the earth. I hear somebody calling out life in the earth's atmosphere. I've got to go down there and tend to whoever that is looks over the balcony and he sees Sam down there. Sam's struggling, but God got you, Sam. Tymesha, struggling. God got you, Tymesha. He see your struggle. He see what you're going through. He see what you're working with. God has you. He has your deliverance. All you got to do is just keep... You say, I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know how it's going to come to pass. I have no idea. But I trust God and I believe he's going to bring me through. Now what you're dealing with? You have power over your circumstances. You have power over what the enemy may try to do in your life. That's what Israel thought. But Israel thought God had forgot all about them. God said, No, I'm not done yet. There's still more to come. Stay tuned and watch what happens next. That's how you got to do it. Keep your faith and trust in God. No matter how bleak it looks, no matter how bad it looks, no matter how the situation appears to be, you have life within you. The enemy showed them little nasty thoughts in your mind. You say, Devil, you a liar. And speak the word of God about that. I'm gonna take your life tonight. Your life, because God says I shall live. He told me to choose life, and with Him I have life. You have already been defeated. You've already been cast down. It's just a matter of time before you be thrown into the flames for a thousand years, Satan. Every time the devil remind you of your past, you remind him of his future. That's how you overcome the devil. He tried to throw Christ off of the temple. He said, Oh, this stuff, I will give you if you will just." Bow down and worship me. I'd say, why am I bow down and worship you? It all belongs to me anyway. So you got to realize your kingdom, your kingdom material, your chosen, your royalty for God's sake. Y'all saw that in the movie, right? It's true. You're royalty. You're the priest and priestess of the most high God. And he wants you to be blessed. Not thrown down, cast out. He wants love to manifest from his people. The reason why there's no love in the body of Christ is because nobody talks about love. There's a young lady on, on my uh, uh, social media last night, and she has recently was converted to Christianity. And she said she found more love in the world. than it's sad that you find more love in the world than in the church. She said, I find more love in the world than in the church. She said, every time I go on my social media and try to minister and do the things that God asked me to do, somebody is on there bashing me, yeah. speaking against me, criticizing me, persecuting me. And I kind of gave a word of encouragement. Baby, don't let that stop you. Keep going. Keep doing what the Lord tells you. They did the same thing to Christ. Matter of fact, they took him to the cross and crucified him. But it did not stop him from going to the cross for our sins. You think you're having it hard? How would you feel if somebody strung you up on a cross and put nails in your hands and spikes in your feet? Put a crown of 72 thorns full of poison and press them down in your head. Take a spear and stick it in your side and let all the water and blood gush out. You think you're having it hard? You haven't even begun to scratch the surface of what hard is all about. So what an addiction got you? You can overcome it. Amen. All you got to do is say, Lord, take it from me. And be sincere in your prayer and he'll do it. You be sincere and keep saying every time the devil give you the thought, call him a liar. And say, I'm coming up out of this mess. I'm overcoming these trials. I'm overcoming these problems. Whatever it is you're going through. Give it to God and let God do it. What did Isaiah say about it? Isaiah said the way of escape from desolation is number one. He said in Psalms 30 and 5, weeping may endure for the night, but joy, 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 unspeakable joy, joy comes in the morning. He tells us in Isaiah 41 verse 10, don't fear for I'm with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen and help you. I will uphold you with the, with my righteous right hand. God said, I have you. Don't let the struggle carry you to the grave. Don't let the hardship break you down. He said, take my yoke upon you, Christ said, because my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. Your problem is you're trying to carry it yourself. You can't carry your burdens. None of us can. We sit there and mope about it. It's like sitting in a rocking chair. All you do is just sit there and rock all day worried, worried, worrying, worried. He said, take no thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow will take thought of the things for itself. Sufficient is the evil in that day. My God, I broke the light. The reality is, don't allow the things in your mind to control you. You are more than your mind. You are a spirit. You have an awareness. What's going on in your mind can be overcome. That's why God made you a spirit. He said, I got you a spirit. I'm going to give you a mind. I'm going to give you a soul. You got to overcome. You got to grow up past your mind. And realize that God has given you more than your mind. He's given you a spirit to overcome the attack of the devil on your mind. The devil knows if he can get in your mind, he can get you. Yes, sir. So I, let me get in their mind. I, I'm doing stuff I ain't never thought they would do. They would do that to all of us. he do that to me too. You're not the only one the devil come to attack. You're not the only one the devil knows exactly. He knows exactly what you want. He knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly what pleases you. And that's exactly what he sends every time he wants to attack you. All he does is make it a little better every time. A little better, a little sweeter. And you're going to go down every time you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> You don't keep God first and say, Lord, deliver me because I can't deliver myself. Can so you get to that point? Real. When you become meek and meek means to be so lowly and poor and destitute that you can't re- re- rely on nobody else but God. You rely on anybody but God, you have stepped over the boundaries of his help. So well, if they can help you, let them do it. I'm going to sit back and watch what happens. God will let you go through the test. He won't tempt you, but he will let you go through the test. The devil come and, attempt, and tempted Job, took everything Job had. He even took his wife, took his children, took all of his cattle, took all of his land, took all of his home, took everything Job had. And the devil said, what? Curse God and die through his wife. Job said, the Lord giveth. The Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Everything he went through, he gave God praise for it. He thanked God for it. It's not good. It's bleak sometimes, but give him praise anyway. Sometimes you're sick and suffering, but give him praise anyway. Every time he gives you the ability to the strength to get up and go, go. Don't worry about what the doctors say. The doctor's name ain't Jesus. God will have the last say, not the doctor. You, you just keep saying, I'm going to fight this thing. I'm going to live. I'm gonna make it because God said I can. God said it's His will that I live, be in health, and prosper even as my soul prospers. I'm gonna live. I might have to take the medicine, but I'm gonna live as long as He let me stay. Might have to suffer and go through, but I'm just gonna suffer and go through as long as He let me live and be here. Paul said in, I mean, uh, uh, David said in Psalms 34. I sought the Lord and he heard me and answered me and delivered me from all of my fears. John said in through 1633 in the world, you will have tribulations, but take heart because I, Christ said, have overcome the world. Don't worry about the world. I got the world. All you got to do is keep your faith and trust in me. You need to rely upon me. Paul told them in Romans these words in the 15th chapter and the 13th verse. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit in you. See, your hope is in God. But didn't write or say my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. You've got to have hope you got to hope for yourself sometime. If you, sometimes you got to encourage, David said, I have to encourage myself. Y'all ain't helping me today. I had a preacher, Reverend Patterson, say, y'all ain't going to help me. He said that all the time. Y'all ain't going to help me today. Paul, David, you have to encourage yourself. Paul said, I was the chief sinner, but God had mercy upon me and delivered me from all of the stuff that I was doing. He kept his faith and trust in the Lord. He says, He tells them in verse number six, he says, uh, Number five, number six, but ye shall be named the priest of Yahuwah, and men shall call you ministers of Elohim, and ye shall eat the riches of all nations, and the glory shall be, and in glory shall ye boast yourselves. He's simply saying, What? I'm going to set you up. I'm going to set you up so high, everybody's going to come and bow down before you. What did he say? He told David, I will make your enemies your what? Footstool. Don't worry about the devil trying to attack you. You just need to quit giving in to that. You need to stop allowing that to aggravate you and to worry you. You need to realize that you have the victory. Think about what the Savior went through before he went to Catholic. Even Peter, one of the inner circle, denied him. Peter... That saying to say, Peter, I think I saw you with this, this man. Peter said, no, I don't know him. Peter, I, I, I believe it was you I saw. Him. I've been him go with him. I told you I don't know him. But, but Peter, Peter got so mad he cursed the man. And he denied Christ three times. But God, what did Christ say when he went to the cross? Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. That was Peter's experience. What is your experience? And why are you denying Christ? What is it that's keeping you from believing he will deliver you out of what you're going through? Whatever it is, you need to get that out of the way because that is keeping you from your deliverance. That is keeping you from your victory. How do Christ do it? He first of all restores broken hearts by the word of God through your faith and trust in him. He will restore you. He will rebuild your brokenness, your physical body, your emotions. He will restore your spirit to the place of righteousness and holiness. And then of all, he will renew you. He said what? Read the word of God for there is power. There is presence in the word of God. Be renewed in what? The spirit of your mind, the word says. Let the word of God enrich you let the word of God bless you let the word of God saturate read the word say I don't have strength to pray just read the Bible you got the cell phone google the Bible and read it stories told of a young lady she had no faith and no trust in God whatsoever her husband got saved put his faith and trust in the Lord and she wouldn't do it Mm -hmm. she continued to Trust in all of the idols that she worshiped and put her faith and trust in. And one day she was cleaning the house. And in the process of cleaning the house, she stumbled over an old Bible that her grandparents had given her. And when she stumbled over, stumbled over this old Bible, she took a pause and began to dust it, and wipe it off. And after she wiped it off, she began to open it and look through the pages. And as she looked through the pages, she began to see Answers to the things she was struggling with and as she began to read more and more she found more and more answers to the things she was struggling with and what she was going through And, and, and behold as she continued to read it day in and day out and day in and day out and find answers she began to seek God in prayer gave her life to Christ our Lord and Savior and in the process of doing that she became a believer. And everything she has an issue with, she goes to her Bible. She reads the word of God. And then she applies the principles to her life. See, God restores you. But what are you doing to keep that restoration? God will deliver you. But what are you doing to keep deliverance? Stories told of a man that was full of demons in the scripture. And, and, and the Bible said he goes before the Savior and Christ cast out a house of demons out of his spirit. And he continues to stay in that condition. He didn't go to church. He didn't read the word. He didn't pray. He kept the house empty. And those devils walked around looking and looking and trying to find deliverance. And trying to find somewhere else to go. Because they needed a house to harbor and to aggravate agitate, agonize, persecute somebody else. This man refused to do anything about his soul when God delivered him. And the Bible says those devil, that one devil went back, demon went back into him and carried seven more stronger than himself. And the second state of that man was worse than the first. God says I will give you victory. I will give you liberty. But you have to seek my faith and do it my way. So you can't do it your way when it comes to God. you got to do it his way. It's Christ's way or no way at all. It's only through Christ that you will live and that your life will last. You've got to say, Lord, I don't have the strength in myself. Give me the strength. When the devil tells you to do something to yourself, the devil, you're a liar. I love myself too. I love me too good to do anything stupid to myself. I'm not gonna do nothing to me. You might do something to me, but I ain't. uh uh-uh, I'm not gonna do nothing to myself. Somebody might miss me on this planet before it's time for me to go. God says, "I got you. I have delivered you, Israel. I have come for you, Israel. He's coming again for the church. He said the last will be first. When he comes back, he's gonna liberate us and put us in the first position before he comes to the earth." We have to what? Keep our faith and our trust in him and realize that he is the rebuilder of whatever we're going through, whatever we're struggling with. God will rebuild you. Not only will he rebuild you, he will restore you back to wholeness and completeness. And then he will renew your mind to keep your faith and trust in him. When he renews you, keep trusting and applying the principles of his word. When you do that, you find victory in whatever your struggles in life are. Don't worry about who's sitting beside you. Don't worry about what people say about you. Who cares what they said? They talked about Jesus. That didn't stop him. So just go on about your business. Or so what they don't like what you say. They, they don't like anything anybody say sometimes. Uh, sometimes people don't even like themselves. So you know if they don't like themselves, they certainly ain't going to like you. So keep your faith and trust in God. And believe the word and apply it to your life. And you will be more richer. You'll be more spiritual. You'll receive the benefits and the blessings. The joy will overtake you. The presence of God will overtake you. You will walk in the blessings of the Most High when you rely totally 100% upon Him. God bless you today. Let us stand forward to pray. heavenly father we come this afternoon to bless you to praise you we give you glory and honor and we thank you for this message the rebuilding of a nation we pray that you just minister to each and every heart in this room touch them right now heavenly father holy spirit move upon this your people minister to their lives and to their hearts and we pray for their soul's salvation if they've not accepted christ as lord and savior we ask you let them repent holy spirit and come to christ give their lives and their hearts to him that he may make things better for them and move in their lives and give them the liberty that they are seeking we praise you for this message this morning let it go forth and accomplish the purpose for which thou hast sent it. you are the god of the nations you're the god of liberty you're the god of victory You're the majestic one, the holy one, the awesome, loving, unique, proud, and thunderous. You're the God of self-existence. And everything we need, we have to go to you for. Meet our every need today, we ask. Bless this household of faith that has come to sit under the gospel. To hear the word of life. Liberate them and minister to their heart. And I speak deliverance. Bind every power, every devil, every demon that's attacking them. Command it to go and never return. In the name of Jesus, your our oh mighty God, our anointed Messiah. We bless you this morning. We praise you. We glorify and thank you for this hour and for this message. Let all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. From Psalms 55. From the theme, What? do you do when a friend betrayed you? Lord. What do you do when a friend betrayed you? Mm-hmm. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful this morning. We thank you and give you glory and praise for this day and for this hour. We thank you for your love and your grace and mercy. Come now before these, your people, to decree, declare, and share your word. For us now to bring back those things that we've already studied and Bring them back to our minds, our remembrance, and let this word go forth and minister to every heart under the sound of my voice. We bless you, we praise you, and glorify you in Christ Jesus' mighty name. Let all of God's people say, Amen. 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 God bless you today. We find these words Give ear unto my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplications. Attend unto me and hear me, for I mourn in my complaint and I make a noise. Because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. For they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore pain within me, and the terror of horror and terror of death has fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and the horror of has overwhelmed me. And I said, oh, that I had the wings of a dove, for then will I fly away and be at rest. Oh, well, Then would I wander afar off and remain in the wilderness alive. I would hasten mine escape from the windy storm and tempest. Destroy, O oh God, and divide their tongues, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go about it upon the walls thereof. Mischief and also sorrow is in the midst. Wickedness uh, is in the midst thereof. Deceit and guile, depart not from her streets, for it was not my enemy that reproached me. Then I could have groaned; it neither was it he that did hated me that magnified himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him, but it was you, a man mine equal, my guide and mine acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked into the house of Elohim in company. Let death seize upon them and let them go down quick into Sheol, for wickedness is in their dwelling and among them. David writes this. Psalm. So, after and experience that he had, many scholars believe it was when Absalom decided to overthrow the kingdom and try to become the king. David had no doubt had loved his son. Absalom no earlier had killed his older brother. And David had been grieving about the death of his older son. And now we come to this place where Jerusalem is in a hard place at some point. And David has to do the judging of all of the issues that come before him as king. And people began to come before David, and before they could get to David, Absalom, his younger son, would stand at the gate and tell them that the king does not want to hear your complaint. And Absalom would continue to do that and, until he would begin to, you know, to extend his hand, instead of when people come to bow before him as a prince, he would shake their hand instead, and he won favor with all of the people of Israel. And then he goes to his father and he said, Father, if you will let me handle the judgment matters, then all of the issues will be handled. And David entrusted this unto Absalom. Absalom later comes to his dad about four years later. He comes to his father and he says, Father, if you'll let me go down to Hebrew, I will show them and be on a representative of the kingdom there. So he lets him go down to Hebrew. And, and, and Absalom goes down to Hebrew. And when he gets down there, instead of doing what his father sent him there to do, he goes down there and sets up and tries to take over David's throne and take over the kingdom that God had placed into the hand of David. And, and, and David gets wind that Absalom is down there Trying to take the kingdom and Absalom had told the people there that when you hear the trumpet blows, you will know that I am king. And the message got back to David that Absalom had gone down and put himself in a leadership authority over the entire nation of Israel. And it kind of upset David, but David did not let that bother him too much. The story goes on that as Absalom continues to do the things that he's doing, he decided that he was going to make war against his father. Yeah. He's gonna go fight him and destroy him and take him out and become the king himself. But but his plans got forth. He did not quite get to that point that he was trying to get to. Because what ended up happening is when David got awareness of it, he took all of his family and all of those 600 men that he used in war and they set out and they went down to a safe place from where Jerusalem was and when they went down they had to cross over the Jordan and as they're traveling and going David has the Ark of the Covenant before him but before he goes out and leaves he goes up to the Mount of Olives where Christ himself goes David goes up there to pray. And as David is up there praying, he begins to pray and to seek God because he had his faith in God more than he had it in the Ark of the Covenant. And they were allowing the Ark of the Covenant to go before David because they wanted David to have luck. So they figured the Ark would be his luck. But David said, my luck is not in the Ark of the Covenant. Take it back to Jerusalem. So he sends the priests back to Jerusalem with the Ark of the Covenant. They go back to Jerusalem. And, and, and David uses a couple of the priests and their sons to bring him the message of what's going on down in Hebron where Absalom was. And Absalom had already planned to destroy David. But what really aimed at David and made David write this song was he had a friend. And, and, and this friend of his betrayed him. Instead of him working along with David as he always had, he was his friend, he was his counselor. Instead of him doing what he was supposed to do, he decided to go along with what Absalom was doing. David sends him down there to find out what's going on and come back and report it to him. And he goes down and joins along with Absalom. And when he joins along with him, they both decide together to overthrow throw the kingdom of David. And David... No doubt is not having it. So the Psalms picked up there. He says, give ear unto my prayer, O Lord. He said, hide not yourself from my supplication. And then he goes on and says, for I mourn, hear me, for I mourn in my complaint. David was sincere in his complaint because his counsel had decided to turn against him. Now, you work with someone and you're the man's counsel and you give him biblical, spiritual, mental, emotional and physical instructions all of his life as the king of Israel. And all of a sudden now you turn your back on the king and joins up with his son. And David was a little angry about this. And verse number three says, because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. Now, notice he doesn't say enemies but he says, the enemy. One person he was talking about. So when you go in some place and somebody says, the enemy is among us. If you ain't never been there before, then you know they're trying to point you out. And But David prays unto God and he says, the enemy. Because of the oppression of the wicked. See, this had gotten a hold to David so strongly and it began to wear him down and it began to aggravate his conscience and his ability, his cognizance, his ability to function and to think this and begin to worry David. Yes, yes. Sometimes we get in a place in life where things begin to worry us, things begin to trouble us and we don't know what to do or where to turn. God is always going to be the answer for whatever you experience and go through in life. No matter where you are in life, look to God for he is the one that will give you the victory and help you to overcome. David goes on and he says Because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they cast iniquity upon me and in wrath, they hate me. Imagine you, the king. And the king has gotten to the place where he has to go to the Mount of Olives, take off his shoes and walk in the dirt and go before the king of kings and the Lord of lords and pour out his heart because of one person. Not many, just one individual that created all of this havoc and this problem for him. Let's go a little bit further and see what it says. Verse number says, for my heart is sore pain within me and the terror of death has fallen upon me. David said it aggravated me so much it's like a woman in travail. Yes. Like a woman is getting ready to have birth. And the birth pains are so strong that it's about to take her out. Her heart fails. It stops when the child is born. Then it rekindles and continues to be. David said this thing was so aggravating upon him that it was just like a woman that was about to give birth. That's how bad the sorrow and the pain was upon him. And sometimes people can aggravate you to that point to where there's sorrow in your heart. But God says, don't worry about it. David knew where to go, but do we know where to go this morning? When the enemy raises their nasty head, when the serpent is trying to take you out, do you know that you can go to God And find the answer and find deliverance over the enemy and over the attack of Satan. David goes on in this particular complaint and he says, Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me and the horror has overwhelmed me. Now just think, you don't fear God, but there's an individual that has done you so wrong that you are actually afraid of them. Now, David didn't have a fear of God. He had a relationship with God. But he went to God because he knew God can take care of the problem. Whenever somebody do you wrong, take it to the Lord. He'll take care of the problem. Somebody mistreats you, take it to the Lord. He'll, he'll take care of the problem. He will fix whatever the enemy is trying to do to you. He will reconcile it. After a while, they'll begin to suffer and wonder what the world's going on. They begin to fall apart. All everything around them will fall apart, and they'll be wondering what's going on. I haven't done anything wrong, but David kept silent. He only talked to God about what he was going through and what he was experiencing. He even continued to love Absalom, even though Absalom was engaged in this. He, he continued to love him, continued to care about his son. Let's go a little bit further. He said in verse six, "And I said." Oh, that I had the wings of a dove. For then I would fly away and be at rest. A dove don't fly too high. It flies low no, because it's trying to get into some branches or into some trees where there may be a hole in the oak so that it can go inside of the oak and hide itself from other birds that prey upon it to eat it. The dove is the harmless One of the harmlessest animals on the planet. None harmless than the sheep, who is the most harmless, have no defense but the shepherd. That's why when we get into these situations and circumstances, as the sheep of the shepherd, we have to go to who? The shepherd. Because it is the shepherd that gives us deliverance from whatever is ailing us or whatever is coming up against us or whoever is coming up against us. We find deliverance in Christ, our Lord and Savior. So he's the shepherd, we're the sheep. The dove realized that I can't fight this battle myself, so I'm going to fly away and be at rest. Go hide from the enemy is what David was talking about here. Look at his Lo, Then would I wander afar off and remain in the wilderness, and then he said, think about that. I would hasten mine escape from the windy storm and tempest. It wasn't a storm like the weather. It was a storm that was brewing because of what his friend had done to him. He betrayed him and mistreated him and turned his back on him. Yes. Sometimes family will betray you. Husbands and wives. Sometimes children and those in your own house will betray you. But God says, don't worry about it. I got the answer for you. I can tell you how to deal with the situation. How to overcome How to know that you have the victory. Look at verse number 9. He said, destroy, O God, and divide their tongues. He said, destroy them. David said, I'm going to take it to God. I'm going to pray to the Most High. And he's going to answer me and give me victory over what I'm experiencing and what I'm going through. David said, I'm going to God. He talks to the Lord there in the Mount of Olives and he said, destroy Oh God, and divide their tongues. For I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go about it. Upon the walls thereof, mischief and sorrow is in the midst of it. And he said, wickedness is in the midst thereof. Deceit, gout, depart not from us. No David said, they done gone mad. Think about America. They done gone man. Mass killings. Destruction all over the nation. A 15-year-old go out and kill five people. 15 years old, even beginning in his own house, took out his 16-year-old brother, then goes out into the neighborhood, the surrounding community, and killed four more people. See? Strife. Wickedness in the city. Up in the other part, upper part of the states, people taking out police officers. Vendettas to take them out. But God says, I he said, and I look low, and I see everything. And the time will come when he will begin to pour out vengeance for all of the things that wicked, the wicked has done. Verse number 10 says, day and night they go upon them, it upon the walls thereof, mischief and sorrows in the midst of it. Wickedness is in the midst thereof. Deceit and guile depart not from our streets. Verse 12, for it was not my enemy that reproached me then I could have browned it. In other words, if it was a real enemy, I could have been. That's what David said. He said it wasn't a real enemy. Look at what he goes on. It wasn't a real enemy. He said, neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me. It wasn't even the one who don't like me. Sometimes you, you find better peace in the world than you find in the church. I told you that last week about the young lady that said she was trying to minister and trying to share the gospel. On her social media page, and everybody, all the Christians was attacking her. The church was coming up against her. It was the body of Christ, the one who's supposed to be giving you support, giving you encouragement, asking you to be sustained. They were the ones coming up attacking you. You preaching the gospel, trying to tell people about the goodness of God, and, and then the ones who you're supposed to be helping can't get the help for those who are jealous and interfering in what God has told you to do. And that's what it is. They don't have a following, so they come on your page and mess with your followers. I can't have it, so I'm going to corrupt it all. That's how the devil works. See, some people can be used as instruments of the devil. The devil don't have to be inside of you to use you. Yes, he will. All he got to do is just whisper something in your ear, and you take it and run with it. Did you hear about that? No, girl, tell me about it. Wait a minute, I got to call Susan. Susan, I got to call my chair i say, I got to call Rose. <laughs> I hope I ain't calling nobody's name in it. <laughs> But that's how it is. The devil gets, he plant a seed and that seed just go on and on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. That's what David said. They are acting silly. They're acting crazy. They're messing up. Then he goes on and says, he says, then in the rest of verse 12, I would have hid myself from him. But it was you. A man my equal, my God, and my acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked into the house of God in company. The counsel, the one that was closest to David, other than his wife, was the one who had betrayed him yes. and went down and joined with his son, Absalom. Say, David was hurt emotionally, mentally, broken in heart because the man he put the most confidence in had let him down. But that's the thing about it. We have to remember, we cannot put confidence in people. We have to keep our confidence and our trust in the Lord. And when we do that, God will give us the victory every time when we put our faith and trust in people. Guess what? God will even move them out of the way. Since you want to put your faith and trust in them? I got something for you. He'll just send them down the road and let you, lay, you, let you linger there and see how you're going to work it out. Because we have to go to God with everything. Look at what David says. David said in verse 15, let death seize upon them and let them go down quick into hell. and Let them go down quick. And he said, let them go fast. David wanted the wickedness to stop immediately. He wanted it stop. He said, they go to verse 16, he says, ask for me what? I will call upon the Lord. I'm going to call upon you, Lord. I'm going to put my faith and trust in you. David says, he tells them how to deal with these issues. How to overcome when somebody is mistreating you. How to overcome when somebody is doing you wrong. David said, I have the answer. I found the answer. I know. Look at verse 16 again. I will call upon God and the Lord shall, what? Save me. When the enemy attacks. All you got to do is call upon the Lord. The enemy come up against you, just seek the Lord. He will deliver you. Then he says, evening and morning and at noon, I will what? Pray and cry out loud and he shall hear my voice. David said, I'm not going to stop talking to God until he hear me. I'm not going to stop calling upon his name until he hear me. I'm not going to stop, I'm not going to stop, I'm not going to stop, I'm going to keep praying, I'm going to keep asking, I'm going to keep trusting, I'm going to keep believing, I'm going to keep seeking, I'm going to keep waiting until God gives me the answer. When he answers me, then I know I ain't got nothing to worry about. David already knew that God was going to deliver him. He wasn't worried about being delivered. He already knew. He said he has delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against him. David had been in many wars and in many battles and God had already delivered him and gave him the victory and gave him the answer. David crossed over the Jordan River with 600 men and all of his family and and, 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 and the, the the priest went back and told uh, 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 Absalom one thing and David w- was doing something totally different. So he sends his confining friend back to tell Absalom one thing while David was doing another and David was able to get all of Israel across the Jordan River. David got across there and set up divided his army into three parts and surrounded Absalom and And, and the story goes on when David had done this Absalom decided to come and attack David and tried to take David out and take the throne and in the process the war began and and, and, and The counselor, first of all, had done so wrong, he went home himself, got his house in order, and hanged himself. That was the one David confided in. God took him out first. And David had gave the army instructions, don't do the young man he was talking about, Absalom, his son. He said, don't do him no harm. Even all he had done, David still loved him. He said, don't do him no harm. Reality is... Absalom and they're fighting and the war is going on. Absalom had this real thick hair. It was so thick that he wore about five pounds or more. And he would shave about that much off of it every year. But at this battle, he had plenty of hair on his head. And they're going down the battle and he's riding on a mule. And as he's riding on this mule, he runs under an oak tree. And his hair got stuck in the oak tree and the horse run out from under him. And he's hanging there. And then one of the soldiers went and took three spears and pierced him through his heart and killed him. Why? Because he came up against the king. Because God had revenge. Whether you are a son or not, God says what? Touch not the anointed. The king was anointed to the office that God had called him to. And he said, don't touch the king. Don't come up against the king because I'm going to mess you up for messing with the king. And even though Absalom prayed that prayer, he knew the results, even though he didn't want to accept the results. The story is told that Absalom's now dead and the war's over and David's army gets the victory. And when David's army gets the victory, they send messengers back. One was on foot running faster than the other. Two of them went back. One got there and they told David, he said, God bless you. Glory to the kingdom.'" We've won the victory. David asked him, he said, what about the young man? He said, I don't know about the young man. Then he sees another one come running. He comes in and he says, give God the glory. King, we've won the victory. The king says, what about the young man? And the second messenger tells him the young man perished along with all of the other enemies that came up against the kingdom." And against the king. And David was sorrowful because he knew it was Absalom that had been killed in the battle. But God gave David revenge. God gave David victory. Look at verse 19. It says, God shall hear and afflict them, even he that abides of old, because they they have no changes. Therefore, they fear not what? God. See, when people come up against you and try to fight you and you're a child of God, they don't fear God because if they feared God, they wouldn't mess with you. See, when the enemy tries to attack you, they don't re- realize, I'm a child of God. He's only going to put up with so much of your mess, and then he's going to take you out. You ain't got to do nothing to him. David didn't bother Absalom. He didn't even question what he was doing. He just told him to keep him informed of what was going on. He sent messengers to watch. He sent priests down there to watch. He said, there's this confidants down there to watch. And he said, just watch him and tell me what he's doing. I'll do the rest. And God kept his messenger informed, kept the king informed. And when the king got the message, he knew what to do, and God got the revenge. And look at the rest of this verse. It says, and he has put forth his hands against such as be at peace with him. He has broken his covenant. His words of his mouth were smoother than butter. But war was in his heart. His words were softer than all. Yet they were what? Drawn swords. See, Absalom and the council of David thought they had it all figured out. But David prayed this prayer. And when David prayed this prayer, God answered him. God gave him the victory. What is it that you're experiencing this morning? What is it that you're going through this morning that you need for God to give you the victory? He says, come before me bring your problem or your concern before me in prayer then he said cast your burdens upon the lord and he shall what sustain you he said i have never suffered the righteous to be moved he will watch over you he will keep you he will protect you david found security and protection in his relationship with god even though he was hurting even though he was going through he found deliverance in his relationship with god David was able to be sustained because God kept him in the midst of what he was going through. Even though he was suffering, even though he was heartbroken, God kept him. Sometimes you have to go through, but God will keep you. You may lose a spouse, but God will give you strength to overcome. I have a friend of mine, her son's laying at the point of death in hospice. And I just continued to pray. I said, I'm going to pray for you. His life has been lived. We all know that. But I'm going to pray and keep you uplifted that God will give you strength during this time. And if it's his will to do the miraculous and work a miracle, so be it. But my God said, pray for you. You need prayer. You need prayer. When a mother is getting ready to bury her 24, 25 year old son, she needs prayer. Because that is tragic. When it comes to that point. But the Lord sustained Him, God will sustain his chosen people. Those of us who he has called and chosen, he will protect us. He will keep us. He will help us to fight every battle that we have to face and go through. Then he said, finally, keep your hope and trust in the deliverer. Who is the deliverer? The Lord Christ himself. Christ died on the cross for all of us. He died that we may have liberty, that we may have victory. We talked about that last week. I have what? Been anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. Heal the brokenhearted. Give sight to the blind. Give liberty to them that are bruised. Open the doors to those that are in prison. Christ came because he knew that we would be going through and that he knew that we would suffer. But he said, I have the answer. Keep your faith and trust in me. If you wait on me, you'll find deliverance. You wait on me, you will find victory. You wait on me, there is an outlet. I am the what? Door to the sheep. Ho, come to me. I will give you rest when your enemy comes up against you. God is the answer. Christ is the answer for your victory to overcome every attack of the devil, to overcome everything the enemy may try to do. Keep your faith and trust trust in Christ, our Lord and Savior, and he will deliver you and see you through. May God bless you this morning. Let us stand for a word of prayer. Let us pray. Our Father, we come this morning to give you praise and glory for this message. We thank you for this, your household of faith. We thank you for this word of life and liberty. We give you praise and glory for it. Now let it go forth and do that which thou hast sent it. Let it accomplish the purpose for what you have called it into existence for. Touch every heart under the sound of my voice. Minister to every need and give them strength during these trying times. Give them the power to keep their faith and trust in you and to overcome Anything that the enemy will try and attempt to do unto them. We decree and declare the glory and the power and the majesty of Christ our Savior. And that we will walk in victory in all of the circumstances and all the things that we may face in this life. We give you glory and praise for we have vengeance through you. And that you are the God that will deliver us and give us victory over our enemies. We bless you today. We praise you. We thank you as our service prayer. We ask the creed and declare it by faith in Christ was mighty name. All of God's people say amen. 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 God bless you. From Psalms 55, from the theme, what do you do when a friend betrayed you? Lord. What do you do when a friend betrayed you? Let's pray. Father, we are grateful this morning. We thank you and give you glory and praise for this day and for this hour. We thank you for your love and your grace and mercy. Come now before these, your people, to decree, declare, and share your word. We ask now to bring back those things that we've already studied and bring them back to our minds, our remembrance, and let this word go forth and minister to every heart under the sound of my voice. We bless you, we praise you, and glorify you in Christ's mighty name. Let all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. God bless you today. We find these words, give ear unto my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplications. Attend unto me and hear me, for I mourn in my complaint, and I make a noise, because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. For they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore pain within me, and the terror of horror and terror of death is fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and the horror of, has overwhelmed me. And I said, Oh, that I had the wings of a dove, for then will I fly away and be at rest. So well, then will I wander afar off and remain in the wilderness. Salah. I would hasten mine escape from the windy storm and tempest. Destroy, O oh God, and divide their tongues, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go about it. From the walls thereof, mischief and also sorrow is in the midst. Wickedness uh, is in the midst thereof. Deceit and guile, depart not from her streets. For it was not my enemy that reproached me. Then I could have groaned it. Neither was it he that did hated me, that magnified himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him. But it was you, a man mine equal, my guide and my acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked into the house of Elohim in company. Let death seize upon them and let them go down quick into Sheol, for wickedness is in their dwelling and among them. David writes this psalm after an experience that he had. Many scholars believe it was when Absalom decided to overthrow the kingdom and try to become the king. David, no doubt, had loved his son. Absalom, no, earlier, had killed his older brother. and David had been grieving about the death of his older son. And now we comes to this place where Jerusalem is in a hard place at some point, and David has to do the judging of all of the issues that come before him as king. And people began to come before David, and before they could get to David, Absalom, his younger son would stand at the gate and tell them that the king does not want to hear your complaint. And Absalom would continue to do that until he would begin to, to extend his hand instead of when people come to bow before him as a prince, he would shake their hand instead and he won favor with all of the people of Israel. And then he goes to his father and he said, Father, if you will let me handle the judgment matters, then all of the issues will be handled. And David entrusted this unto Absalom. Absalom later comes to his dad about four years later. He comes to his father and he says, Father, if you'll let me go down to Hebrew, I will show them and be a an representative of the kingdom there. So he lets him go down to Hebrew. And, and, and Absalom goes down to Hebrew. And when he gets down there, instead of doing what his father sent him there to do, He goes down there and sets up and tries to take over David's throne and take over the kingdom that God had placed into the hand of David. And and, and David gets wind that Absalom is down there trying to take the kingdom. And Absalom had told the people there that when you hear the trumpet blows, you will know that I am king. And the message got back to David that Absalom had gone down and put himself in a leadership authority over the entire nation of Israel. And it kind of upset David, but David did not let that bother him too much. The story goes on that as Absalom continues to do the things that he's doing, he decided that he was going to make war against his father. Yeah. He's going to go fight him and destroy him and take him out and become the king himself. But, but his plans got forth. He did not quite get to that point that he was trying to get to because what ended up happening is when David got awareness of it he took all of his family and all of those 600 men that he used in war and they set out yes. and they went down to a safe place from where Jerusalem was and when they went down they had to cross over the Jordan and as they're traveling and going David has the Ark of the Covenant before him But before he goes out and leaves, he goes up to the Mount of Olives where Christ himself goes. David goes up there to pray. And as David is up there praying, he begins to pray and to seek God because he had his faith in God more than he had it in the Ark of the Covenant. And they were allowing the Ark of the Covenant to go before David because they wanted David to have luck. So they figured the Ark would be his luck. But David said, my luck is not in the Ark of the Covenant. Take it back to Jerusalem. So he sends the priests back to Jerusalem with the Ark of the Covenant. They go back to Jerusalem and, and, and David uses a couple of the priests and their sons to bring him the message of what's going on down in Hebron where Absalom was. And Absalom had already planned to destroy David. But what really aimed at David and made David write this song was he had a friend. And and, and this friend of his betrayed him. Instead of him working along with David as he always had, he was his friend, he was his counselor. Instead of him doing what he was supposed to do, he decided to go along with what Absalom was doing. David sends him down there to find out what's going on and come back and report it to him. And he goes down and joins along with Absalom. And when he joins along with him, they both decide together to overthrow him, throw the kingdom of David, and David, no doubt, is not having it. So the Psalms picked up there. He says, "Give ear unto my prayer, O Lord." He said, "Hide not yourself from my supplication." And then he goes on and says, "For I mourn, hear me, for I mourn in my complaint." David was sincere in his complaint because. His counsel had decided to turn against him. Now you work with someone and you're the man's counsel and you give him biblical, spiritual, mental, emotional and physical instructions all of his life as the king of Israel. And all of a sudden now you turn your back on the king and joins up with his son. And David was a little angry about this. And verse number three says, because of the voice of the enemy because of the oppression of the wicked. Now notice he doesn't say enemies, plural, but he says the enemy. One person he was talking about. So when you go in some place and somebody say, the enemy is among us, you ain't never been there before, then you know they're trying to point you out. But David prays unto God and he says, the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, See, this had gotten a hold to David so strongly that it began to wear him down and it began to aggravate his conscience and his ability, his cognizance, his ability to function and to think this had it began to worry David. Yes, yes. Sometimes we get in a place in life where things begin to worry us, things begin to trouble us and we don't know what to do or where to turn. God is always going to be the answer for whatever you experience and go through in life. No matter where you are in life, look to God for he is the one that will give you the victory and help you to overcome David goes on and he says because of the voice of the enemy because of the oppression of the wicked for they cast iniquity upon me and in wrath they hate me. Imagine you the king and the king has gotten to the place where he has to go to the Mount of Olives take off his shoes and walk in the dirt and go before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and pour out his heart because of one person. Not many, just one individual that created all of this havoc and this problem for him. Let's go a little bit further and see what it says. Verse number says, For my heart is sore pain within me, and the terror of death has fallen upon me. David said it aggravated me so much as like a woman in travail, yes. like a woman is getting ready to have birth. And the birth pains are so strong that it's about to take her out. Her heart fails. It stops when the child is born. Then it rekindles and continues to be. David said this thing was so aggravating upon him. It was just like a woman that was about to give birth. That's how bad the sorrow and the pain was upon him. And sometimes people can aggravate you to that point to where there's sorrow in your heart. But God says don't worry about it. David knew where to go. But do we know where to go this morning when the enemy raises their nasty head? When the serpent is trying to take you out, do you know that you can go to God and find the answer and find deliverance over the enemy and over the attack of Satan? David goes on in this particular complaint and he says, fearfulness and trembling are come upon me and the horror has overwhelmed me. Now, just think you don't fear God. But there's an individual that has done you so wrong that you are actually afraid of them. Yes, yes. Now, David didn't have a fear of God. He had a relationship with God. But he went to God because he knew God can take care of the problem. Whenever somebody do you wrong, take it to the Lord. He'll take care of the problem. Somebody mistreats you, take it to the Lord. He'll, he'll take care of the problem. He will fix whatever the enemy is trying to do to you. He will reconcile it. After a while, they'll begin to suffer and wonder what the world's going on. They'll begin to fall apart. All everything around them will fall apart. And they'll be wondering, what's going on? I haven't done anything wrong. But David kept silent. He only talked to God about what he was going through and what he was experiencing. He even continued to love Absalom, even though Absalom was engaged in this. He continued to love him, continued to care about his son. Let's go a little bit farther. He said in verse 6, and... I said, oh, that I had the wings of a dove, for then I would fly away and be at rest. A dove don't fly too high, it flies low, because it's trying to get into some branches or into some trees where there may be a hole in the oak so that it can go inside of the oak and hide itself from other birds that prey upon it to eat it. The dove is the harmless, one of the harmlessest animals on the planet. None harmless than the sheep, who is the most harmless, have no defense but the shepherd. That's why when we get into these situations and circumstances, as the sheep of the shepherd, we have to go to who? The shepherd. Because it is the shepherd that gives us deliverance from whatever is ailing us or whatever is coming up against us or whoever is coming up against us. We find deliverance in Christ, our Lord and Savior. So he's the shepherd, we're the sheep. The dove realized that I can't fight this battle myself, so I'm going to fly away and be at rest. Go hide from the enemy is what David was talking about here. Look at his lo, then would I wander afar off and remain in the wilderness. And then he said, think about that. I would hasten mine escape from the windy storm and tempest. It wasn't a storm like the weather. It was a storm that was brewing because of what his friend had done to him. He betrayed him and mistreated him and turned his back on him. Yes. Sometimes family will betray you. Husbands and wives. Sometimes children and those in your own house will betray you. God says, don't worry about it. I got the answer for you. I can tell you how to deal with the situation, how to overcome, how to know that you have the victory. Look at verse number nine. He said, destroy, O God, and divide their tongues. He said, destroy them. David said, I'm going to take it to God. I'm going to pray to the Most High, and he's going to answer me and give me victory over what I'm experiencing and what I'm going through. David said, I'm going to God. He talks to the Lord there in the Mount of Olives, and he said, destroy, O oh God, and divide their tongues. For I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go about it. Upon the walls thereof, mischief and sorrow is in the midst of it. And he said, wickedness is in the midst thereof. Deceit, gout, depart not from us. David said, they done gone mad. Think about America. They done gone mad. Mass killings. Destruction all over the nation. A 15-year-old go out and kill five people. 15 years old. Even beginning in his own house. Took out his 16-year-old brother. Then goes out into the neighborhood. The surrounding community. And killed four more people. Strife wickedness in the city, up in the upper part of the states, people taking out police officers, vendettas to take them out. But God says, I sit high and I look low and I see everything. And the time will come when he will begin to pour out vengeance for all of the things that wicked, the wicked has done. Verse number 10 says, day and night they go upon them, it, upon the walls thereof, mischief and sorrows in the midst of it, wickedness is in the midst thereof, deceit and guile depart not from our streets. Verse 12, for it was not my enemy that reproached me, then I could have brooned it. In other words, if it was a real enemy, I could have been. That's what David said. He said it wasn't a real enemy. Look at what he goes on. It wasn't a real enemy. He said Neither was it he that hated me that didn't magnify himself against me. It wasn't even the one who don't like me. Sometimes you you find better peace in the world than you find in the church. I told you that last week about the young lady that said she was trying to minister and trying to share the gospel on her social media page and everybody, all the Christians, was attacking her. The church was coming up against her. It was the body of Christ. The one who's supposed to be giving you support, giving you encouragement, asking you to be sustained. They were the ones coming up attacking you. You preaching the gospel trying to tell people about the goodness of God. And, and then the ones who you're supposed to be helping can not get the help for those who are jealous and interfering in what God has told you to do. And that's what it is. They don't have a following, so they come on your page and mess with your followers. I can't have it, so I'm going to corrupt at all. That's how the devil works. See, some people can be used as instruments of the devil. The devil don't have to be inside of you to use you. Yes, he will. All he got to do is just whisper something in your ear, and you take it and run with it. Did you hear about that? No, girl. Tell me about it. Wait a minute. I got to call Susan. Susan. I got to call Michelle. Michelle. I got to call Rose. I hope I ain't calling nobody's name in here. But that's how it is. The devil get he plant a seed and that seed just go on and on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. That's what David said. They are acting silly. They're acting crazy. They're messing up. Then he goes on and says, he says, then in the rest of verse 12, I would have hid myself from him. But it was you. A man, my equal, my God. And my acquaintance, we took sweet counsel together and walked into the house of God in company. The counsel, the one that was closest to David, other than his wife, was the one who had betrayed him and went down and joined with his son, Absalom. Say, David was hurt emotionally mentally broken in heart because the man he put the most confidence in had let him down but that's the thing about it we have to remember we cannot put confidence in people we have to keep our confidence and our trust in the lord and when we do that god will give us the victory every time when we put our faith and trust in people guess what god will even move out of the way since you want to put your faith and trust in them I got something for you. He'll just send them on down the road and let you let you let you linger there and see how you're gonna work it out. Because we have to go to God with everything. Look at what David says. David said in verse 15, "Let death seize upon them and let them go down quick into hell, and let them go down quick." And he said, "Let them go fast." David wanted the wickedness to stop immediately. He wanted it stop. He said, "There goes verse 16." He says, "As for me, what?" I will call upon the Lord. I'm going to call upon you, Lord. I'm going to put my faith and trust in you. David says, he tells them how to deal with these issues. How to overcome when somebody is mistreating you. How to overcome when somebody is doing you wrong. David said, I have the answer. I found the answer. I know. Look at verse 16 again. I will call upon God and the Lord shall what? Save me. When the enemy attacks. All you got to do is call upon the Lord. The enemy come up against you, just seek the Lord. He will deliver you. Then he says, evening and morning and at noon, I will what? pray and cry out loud, and he shall hear my voice. David said, I'm not going to stop talking to God until he hears me. I'm not going to stop calling upon his name until he hears me. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep asking. I'm going to keep trusting. I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to keep seeking. I'm going to keep waiting until God gives me the answer. When he answers me, then I know I ain't got nothing to worry about. David already knew that God was going to deliver him. He wasn't worried about being delivered. He already knew. He said, he has delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, David had been in many wars and in many battles and God had already delivered him and gave him the victory and gave him the answer. David crossed over the Jordan River with 600 men and all of his family and and, 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 and the, the the priest went back and told uh, 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 Absalom one thing and David was, was doing something totally different. So he sends his confining friend back to tell Absalom one thing while David was doing another, and David was able to get all of Israel across the Jordan River. David got across there and set up, divided his army into three parts and surrounded Absalom. And, and, and the story goes on. When David had done this, Absalom decided to come and attack David and tried to take David out and take the throne. And in the process, the war began. And, 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 and the counselor, first of all, had done so wrong, he went home himself, got his house in order, and hanged himself. That was the one David confided in. God took him out first. And David had gave the army instructions. Don't do the young man he was talking about, Absalom, his son. He said, don't do him no harm. Even all he had done, David still loved him. He said, don't do him no harm. The reality is... Absalom and they are fighting. And the war is going on. Absalom had this real thick hair. It was so thick that he wore about five pounds or more. And he would shave about that much off of it every year. But at this battle, he had plenty of hair on his head. And they're going down the battle. And he's riding on a mule. And as he's riding on this mule, he runs under an oak tree. And his hair got stuck in the oak tree. And the horse ran out from under him. And he's hanging there. And then one of the soldiers went and took three spears and pierced him through his heart and killed him. Why? Because he came up against the king. Because God had revenge, whether you're a son or not. God says what? Touch not the anointed. The king was anointed to the office that God had called him to. And he said, don't touch the king. Don't come up against the king because I'm going to mess you up for messing with the king. And even though Absalom prayed that prayer, he knew the results. Even though he didn't want to accept the results, the story is told that Absalom's now dead and the war's over and David's army gets the victory. And when David's army gets the victory, they send messengers back. One was on foot running faster than the other. Two of them went back. One got there and they told David, he said, God bless you. Glory to the kingdom we won the victory. David asked him, he said, what about the young man? He said, I don't know about the young man. Then he sees another one come running. He comes in and he says, give God the glory. King, we won the victory. The king says, what about the young man? And the second messenger tells him the young man perished, along with all of the other enemies that came up against the kingdom. And against the king. And David was sorrowful because he knew it was Absalom that had been killed in the battle. But God gave David revenge. God gave David victory. Look at verse 19. It says, God shall hear and afflict them, even he that abides of old, because they they have no changes. Therefore, they fear not what? God. See, when people come up against you and try to fight you and you're a child of God, they don't fear God because if they feared God, they wouldn't mess with you. See, when the enemy tries to attack you, they don't re- realize, I'm a child of God. He's only going to put up with so much of your mess, and then he's going to take you out. You ain't got to do nothing to him. David didn't bother Absalom. He didn't even question what he was doing. He just told him to keep him informed of what was going on. He sent messengers to watch. He sent priests down there to watch. He said, there's confidants down there to watch. And he said, just watch him and tell me what he's doing. I'll do the rest. And God kept his messenger informed, kept the king informed. And when the king got the message, he knew what to do and God got the revenge. And look at the rest of this verse. It says, and he has put forth his hands against such as be at peace with him. He has broken his covenant. His words of his mouth were smoother than butter. But war was in his heart. His words were softer than all. Yet they were what? Drawn swords. Absalom and the council of David thought they had it all figured out. But David prayed this prayer. And when David prayed this prayer, God answered him. God gave him the victory. What is it that you're experiencing this morning? What is it that you're going through this morning that you need for God to give you the victory? He says, come Before me bring your problem or your concern before me in prayer then he said cast your burdens upon the Lord and he shall what sustain you He said, I have never suffered the righteous to be moved he will watch over you he will keep you he will protect you David found security and protection in his relationship with God even though he was hurting even though he was going through he found deliverance in his relationship with God. David was able to be sustained because God kept him in the midst of what he was going through. Even though he was suffering, even though he was heartbroken, God kept him. Sometimes you have to go through, but God will keep you. You may lose a spouse, but God will give you strength to overcome. I have a friend of mine, her son's laying at the point of death in hospice, and I just continued to pray. I said, I'm going to pray for you. His life has been lived. We all know that. But I'm going to pray and keep you uplifted that God will give you strength during this time. And if it's his will to do the miraculous and work a miracle, so be it. But my God said, pray for you. You need prayer. You need prayer. When a mother is getting ready to bury her 24, 25 year old son, she needs prayer. Because that is tragic. When it comes to that point. But the Lord sustained Him, God, will sustain his chosen people. Those of us who he has called and chosen, he will protect us. He will keep us. He will help us to fight every battle that we have to face and go through. Then he said, finally, keep your hope and trust in the deliverer. Who is the deliverer? The Lord Christ himself. Christ died on the cross for all of us. He died that we may have liberty, that we may have victory. We talked about that last week. I have what? Been anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. Heal the brokenhearted. Give sight to the blind. Give liberty to them that are bruised. Open the doors to those that are in prison. Christ came because he knew that we would be going through and that he knew that we would suffer. But he said, I have the answer. Keep your faith and trust in me. If you wait on me, you'll find deliverance. You wait on me, you will find victory. You wait on me, there is an outlet. I am the what? Door to the sheep. Oh, come to me. I will give you rest when your enemy comes up against you. God is the answer. Christ is the answer for your victory to overcome every attack of the devil, to overcome everything the enemy may try to do. Keep your faith and trust trust in Christ, our Lord and Savior, and he will deliver you and see you through. May God bless you this morning. Let us stand for a word of prayer. Let us pray. Our Father, we come this morning to give you praise and glory for this message. We thank you for this, your household of faith. We thank you for this word of life and liberty. We give you praise and glory for it. Now let it go forth and do that which thou hast sent it. Let it accomplish the purpose for what you have called it into existence for. Touch every heart under the sound of my voice. Minister to every need and give them strength during these trying times. Give them the power to keep their faith and trust in you and to overcome Anything that the enemy will try and attempt to do unto them. We decree and declare the glory and the power and the majesty of Christ our Savior. And that we will walk in victory in all of the circumstances and all the things that we may face in this life. We give you glory and praise for we have vengeance through you. And that you are the God that will deliver us and give us victory over our enemies. We bless you today. We praise you. We thank you as our serve his prayer. We ask the to declare it by faith in Christ as you was name. All of God's people say, Amen. 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 God bless you.